Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's hey. Bizarre Podcast. My name is Mark, and once again, I am here with Jackie. Hello, Jackie. Hello. And Jay Gundam. Jay Gundam and Miles. Hello. Miles, what is your what, what's your Gundam name? I'm the champion of Asia. Okay. I'm I'm glad you didn't say M Gundam, because I'm gonna take M Gundam. <laughs> okay. Um and we are a podcast about JoJo's bizarre mecha suit, Mm-mm. real robot bizarre adventure. I quit. No, we are JoJo's <laughs> bizarre podcast. Obviously, we're about JoJo's bizarre adventure, the TV anime from 2012 uh, that uh, will have another season at a uh, question mark date. Uh, hopefully, this year will. Hopefully, in 2021. Hopefully, uh, before COVID is a memory, we will be. Sitting down to watch and discuss Stone Ocean. Um, I know that was a weird way to phrase that, but uh, listen, we don't know when Stone Ocean is coming out. So until then, we've been watching other anime uh, submitted to us by our listeners. Um, and let me think of a better way to say that. Uh, submitted to us and sponsored by our patrons. If you want to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash jjbpod and make us watch your favorite anime you can make us watch your favorite anime and you can also talk to us on twitter we are at jjbpod uh and we occasionally and by that i mean very rarely will stream on twitch.tv slash jjbpod i streamed mahjong and call of duty both very popular anime obviously um and so yeah this week we are going to be talking about another gundam this is our third gundam anime another gundam and it is still very different from the other two gundam series we have seen i think they're all very different um yes they just happen to all have big boxy military-ish robots in them yeah and complicated politics like the megazord in the in the power rangers that's right i Miles, I would argue we'll talk about it, but I don't think this one has complicated politics. Um, I didn't understand. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, we will be getting into Mobile Suit G Gundam, Mobile Suit Fighter G Gundam, which uh, if you didn't know, I'm not just pronouncing the first letter of the word. I'm actually saying G Gundam, and the G is short for God. For G Wiz. Because you can't say goddamn. G Gundam. <laughs> it's short for G Unit Gundam. <laughs> um, and yes, that, that, that's a 1994 anime, but you'll hear about it in more detail. Oh, by the way, we watched episodes 2, 6, and 12, just to confuse you. Yeah. But first, we are going to take a peek inside our mobile suit mailbox. And by that, okay. I mean, good. we are going to read emails sent to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. These are emails either about previous episodes or JoJo's in general, or what we announced we would be watching this week. This is from Mickey. The subject line is, I'm finally caught up. Let's find out what he's referring to. Hello, JJBP gang. Like many JoJo fans, I'm super excited about part six announcement. 
Stone Ocean is the first JoJo part I started reading because when I got into the series, Bento Oreo anime was already completed, and I didn't want to read what I've already watched. The site I was reading Part 6 on doesn't have a bunch of volumes, so I needed to stop and wait for the anime announcement. I waited about a year and got nothing, so I just started reading Part 7 instead. I'm enjoying it so far, but I think I'll stop reading it and wait for the arcs of Stone Ocean I didn't read to come out as an anime. Sorry for the long email, but since I'm finally caught up, I know which of my questions already have been asked and answered, Nice. so I hope you all don't mind. If you had a chance to rename some of the Part 3 stands to music references, what name would you give them? Again, sorry for my long email. I'll understand if you just summarize it on the pod. Your dear listener and Patreon, Mickey. That's right, Mickey. Thanks, Mickey. You gotta shout it out when you're giving us that money. <laughs> oh, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. Hey, Mickey. Mm-hmm. Basically, the stands from part three that, that are not named after... Um, Aren't they all tarot? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first... Well, They're the first, all tarot. No, the second chunk or so are Egyptian gods. Oh, yeah. Well, still, none of them are musical references, right? Right. A lot of the users are. Yeah. But the stands, not so much. So, um, okay. I would rename The Fool to Sandstorm by Darude. Okay. That's pretty good. Ahead of its time, but that's fine. I would change Mariah's Bast to uh, Thunderstruck by ACDC. Shouldn't it be a Mariah Carey song? No. All right, fine. It doesn't. It doesn't work. That, well, I guess like if there is a musical reference and a song, yeah, that, that's extremely rare to happen with Audaki though. But it does happen. Yeah. Although the stand user Kenny G had a stand called Tenor Sax, mm. which <laughs> means that Audaki was like, I don't know, a fucking Kenny G song or something, <laughs> or it was like, no one's gonna get it if I just, I don't, I don't know. I'm gonna look up the title of a Kenny G song because that's what I'll rename. He's done old lang syne he held a note for like 80 minutes or something um i, I the would world- rename justice to smoke on the water by deep purple well it's pretty good i'm gonna rename the world to uh if i could turn back time by share <laughs> mm. but he doesn't turn back time okay fine okay you could change to stop by the spice girls okay mm. turn back time is killer queen bites the dust Mm. but that's musical True. already i'm trying to find a kenny g okay he had a song called love power what a terrible name okay hanged man could be man in the mirror well but that that is a stand in part five though are you serious yeah that's the one Who that was it Iluso stand that's where we where fugo gets his big moment by making birds die and stuff and it's mm. like in the ruins of some coliseum and uh, the stand is in the mirror attacking him. And he uses his virus to turn. He turns a brick into a snake. Remember? And it's called Man in the Mirror, the Michael Jackson song? I believe so, yeah. You're making me doubt okay. myself, which I don't like. I'm him to change his ways. Yeah, it's Man in the Mirror. That's a good song. It is a good song. All right, that's enough, right? I, like we all could right. rename all of them. I could rename all of them. We could rename all of them in a rapid fire way, but we won't right now. <laughs> we won't do it. Because we got to move on. One last one. I'll rename uh, Silver Chariot to Fancy by Iggy Azalea. <laughs> Why? I don't know, because he looks fancy. Dun, 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 dun. Is that the beat? 
Yeah. Dun, 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 yeah. Dun, dun. Okay. I don't like I don't like Iggy Azalea, but you could have picked I like something that else. Song, though. What about uh something about knights? There is one. Stabbing or uh Pierce. I've never heard a song in my life. I wanted to let yeah. you all know that I've never listened to music. All right, let's keep going. What's next? What do we do now? Subject line is correspondence corner. All set. Ready? Go. What's up, JJB pod gang? I hope you enjoyed G Gundam, but I suspect otherwise. The series is incredibly dumb and runs on the rule of cool, but also very clever. It falls into a falls into all the shonen tropes early, but they get subverted later on. Also, the emotional growth of Domon is great to watch. It may not look like it from what you've seen, but his main arc involves learning to properly process and ex- express his emotions. Also, there's a Sailor Scout Gundam and a Gundam that's a windmill. Just wanted to throw <laughs> that out there. Anyway, that was the insanity that was G Gundam. Can't wait to hear your thoughts, good or bad, Mr. Jackpots. P.S. Here's a spoiler video essay that has a lot that I wanted to say, but I couldn't do to time. G Gundam, Insanity with a Heart. And there's a YouTube link, which we are not going to watch right now. If you scroll down, you can see those Gundams he was talking about. And some images included of a Sailor Scout Gundam. It looks amazing. It has like long hair too. <laughs> and a wind- the windmill is good. That's a good windmill. Would anyone like to guess what country the windmill Gundam represents? Holland. The Netherlands. It's it's Holland. It's called the Nether Gundam. <laughs> and it's piloted by Stupid. Rutger Verhoeven. Oh my god. <laughs> Which is a mashup of obviously Rutger Hauer and Paul Verhoeven. Hey Miles, what's a movie Paul Verhoeven directed? I can't think of it. I don't know. Man, he did so many movies. He did Robocop, he did Total Recall. He did Showgirls, Hollow Man. There's something in between there though that a movie I, I i never talk about i always i always mean to but i don't well whatever it's a mystery did you just, you right, asked miles a, you asked miles a question that you knew the answer to yes okay i forget test. that sometimes our last like podcast conversations i remember with more clarity because i edit them days later uh-huh but whatever <laughs> did jackpots ask us anything or no uh no but jackpots assumes that we don't like the show which is funny <laughs> to me We'll find out. We'll find out. I, I like, I like, um, I, I'm not talking about the show. I'm talking about the listeners okay. now. I like when the listeners think they know us. <laughs> a lot of the time they do. I, I think. know a lot of, a lot of time they, yeah, they yeah. know they'll write in and they'll be like, you know, Miles will like, or Jackie will like this show because of X, Y, Z. It's like, all right, you're right. You're right about that. It's better than some stupid algorithm doing it. Yeah. When shit is like, you would watch this, some dumbass computer. And it's like, even if it gets it right, um, I can't be like grateful. There's no warmth of like, wow, you really know me mm-hmm. when it gets it wrong. You're like, you stupid fucking streaming service. What am I giving you money for? Hey, take it easy. I'm sorry. Come on. Usually, oh, streaming services. Yeah. But like, like YouTube is free. YouTube is free. Spotify is free. And when they're dumb, I'm just like, shut up. Spotify is not free, Mark. I'm paying for that. Well, it's free with ads. Okay, but I'm paying for that. <laughs> yeah, well, Netflix is not free with anything. This email is from Chad, and it is called Master Asia Spends More Time Standing on His Horse Than Sitting in Its Saddle. It's true. Aloha, JJB Pod Crew. 
Those were some very JoJo-esque episodes of Mobile Fighter G Gundam. Can you imagine being a Gundam fan expecting more intense, realistic mecha space opera and instead you get super macho, over-the-top, traditional giant robot action? I originally watched most of the show when it was run in English on Toonami, which honestly makes it crazier. Hmm. Me and another similarly dorky friend used to randomly recite the English version of Domon's Shining Finger just because of how ridiculous it is. Uh, and there is a link to the a clip from the show, which I watched this before. I think we could just put it on now. Who, who is this creature? Sai Saishi, it's nothing for you to be concerned with. However, this ability to self-recover, allowing the deceased to haul and his Gundam to keep on resurrecting. I'm positive. This guy has acquired abilities of the Dark Gundam with the help of KOJ! be the song no no this the song is fly in the sky flying in the sky but no it's it's pretty pretty great that uh this hand of mine glows with an awesome power it which like that's like a fine line but then it's telling me to defeat you Hmm. okay uh then he says at some point take this love my love my sorrow no my love my anger and all of my sorrow and like, I, honestly, that monologue's not terrible, but I don't like that when he's powered up, he, you hear him going, gah, gah, gah. It just sounds like it's actually a kid swinging a sword around. Anyway, speaking of dubs, this is Chad's email continuing. I've decided to rewatch all of JoJo except in English this time. If anyone is thinking about mm. this, the dub is available on multiple channels, but know that Hulu seems to be the only place with the uncensored versions of the show. Anyway, here is the voice connections I found. Uh, between G Gundam and the JoJo anime. The voice of Rain, uh, the female childhood friend of Domon, doesn't have a JoJo connection, uh, but she did play Berthier, Birdie, or Birdie from the Black Moon Clan that challenged Sailor Mercury in a televised chess match. Does any of that ring bells for you, Jackie? No. Sailor Mercury playing chess? I mean, that does. Sailor Mercury playing chess does. But but. yeah, yeah, you wouldn't remember like, ah, yes, Bertie. I don't think that that's the episode. Uh, I know that there's an episode uh, where Sailor... Uh, I don't know if it's Mercury. It might be all of them. I don't know. There's an episode that reminds me a lot of... Um, uh, who were the, the two brothers that are that in JoJo's that uh, that make you play games? Darby's. Yeah. There, there's some episodes of Sailor Moon that remind me of like Darby. Where okay. it's like they make you play a game. But anyway, that might be different from this. I don't really remember what who the Black Moon clan birdie is okay. uh the voice of chibidee's bespectacled assistant bunny has no jojo connection but played the original sailor moon enemy and black moon clan koan koan 
I don't know. This whole sh- that whole show reminds me a lot of Sailor Moon. The G Gundam. It reminds me a lot of Sailor Moon. That would make sense. Like the original, because it's like it's very feels very nineties. The yes. music. The music is yes. very like anime of the time. The music that's like it, it's so it feels so muffled. I love it, but it just feels like it's being mm-hmm. played through like a pillow. Like it's not <laughs> clear at all. Like the way this music sounds in this show, I'm like, how is this not nineteen eighty five? This mm. this can't yeah. really be nineteen ninety four. It sounds way older than the 90s. <laughs> right. Um, the voice of Chibidee's dark-haired assistant, Kath, uh, also not Jojo, but the original is the original voice of Sailor Moon and Chibi Usa. Wow. The voice of Ulube, which is the military guy with the half mask, uh, is the same voice actor as Straits from Jojo. Uh, the voice of Dr. Mikamura uh, shares his voice with Erina Joestar's family butler, Roses, not to be confused with the unnamed Joestar family butler. Okay. We probably made that mistake, I think. Uh, I guess we did, yeah. Yeah, we did. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think then if he, I guess he doesn't have a name. The voice of Domon's dad was also the voice of Cameo from Stardust Crusaders. Uh, I hope everyone is well and staying safe. Mahalo, Chad. P.S. When Mark mentioned wanting to go to space, this classical piece of pop culture came to mind. Uh, and it is a clip of all of the quotes from the Portal 2 core that just rambles about wanting to go to space. Oh, yes. I forgot about those. What? I do not remember saying I wanted to go to space. Does anyone remember that? Who doesn't want to go to space? I don't know. When I read this, I was like, I don't know if I want to go to space. Mm-hmm. What did I say? What was the last? What happened this week that made you not want to go to space anymore? A lot. Yeah. <laughs> Jackie's looking at me suspiciously, maybe? She's trying to think. I vaguely remember this. And I I think I did I was the one that didn't want to go to space and you did. But I think that was a couple of shows ago. I know that I wanted to go to Antarctica and you uh, don't want to go that, to Antarctica. That might be what I'm thinking of. Yeah, that might be. Maybe what I'm I said it was like going to space. I think it was just like I'd want to go to space if it was easy and I had the opportunity. Mm. If someone's like, it's free. But I, the thing that scares me about going to space is time. You know what? Because uh, time works differently in space. So, like, depending on where you go, you, like on Earth, like you might come back and like everybody that you know is like. Oh, dead I'm picturing it from like old. with today's technology, where you would just go out of the atmosphere or like to the moon. Like, I don't picture any of those problems you're talking to about. To the moon and back. Yeah. Okay, but time still works differently. You would lose a lot more time. No, you don't. Yeah, I think you do. Don't Going you? to the moon? Yeah. No, it's the same. You'd lose a little bit. I think you lose some time. Like what feels like a couple of days is like, you know, it could be a couple months or a year on Earth. What? It's true. What? Because it keeps rotating and you're not rotating. You're just going in space. What then what is time? <laughs> so you're saying, okay, but what you're saying is like, so your body doesn't decay like at a faster rate or anything. But, but when also- you get back home, you're like, oh shit, I was gone a lot longer. Um, I don't know if it would be that drastic. Well, I don't know. Going to the moon. I don't know how anything works. How much time passes on the moon? It takes the moon the equivalent of 27.3 Earth days to complete a single rotation on its axis. Mm. The same amount of time it takes to complete a single orbit around Earth. So... That doesn't answer the question. No, well, like, okay, so we we decide that a day in on on Earth, I was going to say in America, on Earth is a twenty, <laughs> it's a twenty four hour cycle, right, in which we rotate away from the sun or toward the sun or whatever. 
So this is saying that for the moon, if you were living on the moon and you're like, oh, it's a new day and the sun rises, that's 27 Earth days. But if I went to the moon, I would just be like, yo, tell me the fucking Earth day. I don't care about moon days. Mm. Yeah, but Jackie's saying you would age at a different rate as well, which you would if the gravity was... It's slightly slower in space. You would age slightly slower. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did hear that People who went to the moon, they when they came back, they were a little taller because the gravity was less intense, and so their body kind of stretched out. Mm. So, you know, for those of you who are trying to clear the six-foot mark, <laughs> like me, maybe, we're going to space, baby. Um, Yeah, and seeing that clip made me want to uh, replay Portal 2. I forgot how good that game is. Oh, I love that game. It's good. Both of the games. I, li- I like, I don't know, I like Portal 1 more, but... We never finished co-op on Portal 2. We never finished? I thought we did. No. I never finished it with anybody. Oh. Well, let's do it. Okay. Do you want to stop recording the podcast? Yeah, let's just do okay, it. Okay, let's just go do it. Sorry, Miles. Fuck you. No, All right, see may- you guys. Bye. May- maybe that would be cute to live stream for our listeners. Oh, uh, I don't know. No? I don't know if I want to stream us being like, well, what is it? Where's the button? And all that shit, you know? No, I would figure it out. And everybody would be like, wow, Jackie's so smart. Uh... Sure, that's what would happen. <laughs> that's what would happen. No, I don't need performance anxiety on on trying to solve a puzzle. Uh, anyway, those were emails sent to Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com. You too can be a part of this podcast yeah. by emailing us something that is not super uh, offensive or off topic. So go or nuts. too long. Or too long. Although we often just summarize it, sometimes in ways that make it shorter. Um, as mentioned earlier, we also have a Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash jjbpod, you can help us out. You get access to the Patreon feed, which has a few extras like Miles's newsletter of references that we make on the show to other media properties, uh, and, um, songs and memes and shit old people like us like, uh, as well as, uh, my extra show notes and the occasional bonus piece of audio or forthcoming Jojolion episode where I will talk about the new Jojolion chapter when it comes out in English because I I need that. Um, and also, if you pledge $3 a month or more, we will read your name out loud. That's right, on this podcast in just a moment once I set it up so that this is possible. So we want to give a big thanks to Robin, Chad, Omar, Mickey, Bloof. Katie. Michael. Mr. Jackpots. Nocturnal. Caden. Tyler. Austin. Jumbo. Josh. Nick. Martin. Tim. Thank you all so much for being loyal, devoted members of our Patreon. Thank you. Thank you. You will all be receiving uh, two-scale golden Koichi statues uh, in the mail soon. No. That's not that's not one of the tiers. No, I know. It's a hidden benefit and I'm sculpting them by hand. We haven't even collected their addresses and we don't want them. Don't send them to us. They don't know this, but I have all of their addresses oh, already. No. Just, um yeah, and if you pledge fifteen dollars a month, you only have to do it once. I know that sounds like a huge commitment, but you could just turn it on and then turn it off again. Uh we will watch an anime of your choosing. We usually try to do around three episodes. Um and so yeah, you can have us watch a hidden gem. Or your own personal favorite anime that everyone else hates. Uh, or, you know, have us watch a popular anime that we say we won't ever watch. Or for some reason, 
we have no awareness of. But you're like, I want to hear these weirdos react to, uh, you know, the original Dragon Ball anime or Bleach. Don't give them any ideas. Or something. I mean, people can throw us money and as long as it's not pornography, I'm Listen, down. We need the money. I want to get cultured. You know? Okay. Teach us. That's it for now. I don't think I have any Stone Ocean news. I don't think I've heard a goddamn thing. So let's take a break and then come back to talk about Gugundam. It is the year 1984, or future century 60, I think. And we are talking about Mobile Fighter G Gundam, or Mobile Fighter Gundam. Gundam. Kido Butodenji Gundamu uh, is a 1994 uh, Gundam TV show. Um, this came out before uh, what our generation would recognize as a very popular Gundam show called Gundam Wing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, this was a point where like there's a million different Gundam shows uh, that all have very different approaches to the names aside from um, putting Gundam in there somewhere. It's not one, two, three, four. It's not A, That's B, right. C, D. Like there are some shows that make reference to the others. There's like Gundam Seed and Gundam Seed Destiny. And you're like, thank you. I know that those. Yeah. Because like some of them basically take place. Uh, like, I don't know if I want to say half of them in the same uh, universe that people call Universal Century or UC. Um, which I think uh, we did see when we watched uh, 08th MS Team, the first one we saw that was sort of a 90s OVA. Um, I don't think Iron-Blooded Orphans was. I think that's in its own thing. Everything that's not in Universal Century or UC, I don't know how, not many of them seem to share continuity. They're in just alternate universes or what ifs or, hey, this one is maybe way in the future. Um, And I forget what it came right after. It may have been SD Gundam. No, it was right after Victory Gundam, which I know nothing about. What I am finding with Gundam is that someone will tell me they like a Gundam series, and I will say, honestly, I have never fucking heard of that show in my entire life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my my brain doesn't process Gundam names. I just hear that I hear the the word Gundam. I'm like, oh, okay, it's a Gundam show, and that's it. Like, <laughs> like, tell me, is this a real Gundam show, or did I make this up? In 2014, there's a TV show called Mobile Suit Gundam San. No, that that's real. It's real. Okay. But it was a four-panel gag manga that they turned into a TV show, evidently. Mm. Um, so it's like, even though they had all these different names, it seems like every year there was a, a Gundam show. But not that was not true in the beginning. Um, they had like the original show in the early 80s. They did a little bit more. And the consensus seems to be that they did these like OVAs. I think they may have done a movie or two. Um, and all these early Gundams were similar to 08th MS team where it's about war. It's about the military. Sometimes it asks moral questions and you think about, oh, you know, child soldiers or what is the psychological effect of this and who's right and who's wrong? You Mm -hmm. know, like we had, we had kind of had this discussion at one point where we were like, you know, well, if they want to leave the planet and be their own colony, you know, like, should we stop them or not? Blah, blah, blah. Mm. And so, um, much like Transformers, uh, a lot of Gundam funding and stuff came from toy companies mm. that were like, make cool characters so we can sell plastic shit 
to babies. And Gundam, with all of those moral questions and military and political stuff, was kind of waning in popularity. They had gotten a bunch of those series out there. Mm. And they were like, you need to like reboot it and just do something more accessible. And uh, so they did that. And they were like, we're going to just put it in this alternate thing so we don't fuck up what the creator, Tomino, uh, came up with. Leave him out of it. And uh, one of his um, protégés directed the series. And as you can tell by its uh, basic setup of the show, yes, they did leave all of that complicated political shit behind, considering the premise of G Gundam is that there are all these colonies floating outside of Earth that represent the different current, you know, 90s uh, countries, including the Neo-Japan colony, which somehow is a floating thing that is shaped exactly like real world <laughs> earth japan just like a satellite in the, seems in the, awfully yeah. convenient and the way their government is decided is that all of these colonies these neo russia neo america will have a fighting tournament that i guess is all one-on-one gundam of one country versus gundam of another country and whoever wins gets to govern all of the colonies mm. for four years I want okay. you to think if, it's like it's like Street Fighter, but the stakes are much higher. <laughs> they're insanely high. Can you if you won control of all of the future colonies, it would take you four years to get anything started. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the idea they just like rule over. Is this all just like just in title only like nothing actually fucking changes? It's just so mm. one country can be like, yeah, now you got to make all the flags our colors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah it is uh, just on that setup alone I mean apparently it does get more interesting plot wise supposedly because this show is somehow like 50 episodes long mm. but uh, on its face like that is one of the dumbest uh, premises I've ever heard um, there is some like sort of backroom dealing and there's they're dealing with like some sort of crisis on earth that has to do with a devil Gundam yeah which I didn't really follow. Well, it is like, hard because we did jump there around. There seems to be a lot of stuff happening outside of just the tournament. Yeah. Oh, yeah, certainly. It's not just the tournament and everyone obeys the rules. Um, I think episode 12 is probably the most interesting that we see. And um, I don't know what's up with our hero. So, like, our main character is basically the, like, um, I don't know what you'd call him, the prize fighter of Neo-Japan. Yeah. Or future Japan. Uh, and his name, for some reason, is... Domon. Domon Kashu. Okay. Um, and is that weird? It, it seems like... Well, the American name I certainly don't understand. <laughs> and, and, and But the Japanese name I also was like, yeah, what the fuck is that? Because it just doesn't look like a Japanese name to me either. Chimney Crockett. <sighs> yeah, okay. Yeah, the American Gundam fighter's name is Chibidi Crockett. Which uh, maybe is a reference to Davy Crockett? Yeah. But what is Chibidee? Mm. I don't know. It's like a chickadee. Yeah, I mean, this show's grasp on English is loose. I like. It's I very liked, funny, though. I liked episode two where they everybody's just singing English to each other. It yeah. was really good. I really like. We that. got an oh my god. Yep. A pretty good oh my god. I also love that the American guy keeps saying. He keeps calling the other guy Japanese, oh, but yeah. like mm-hmm. he says Japanese like in that katakana 
accented Japanese. So like mm-hmm. I've ne- I don't think I've ever heard that before. Mm-hmm. You know, a Japanese voice actor saying Japanese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he also says nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of being like you're okay, man, like you're all right, uh, uh, Domon. He's like Domon Koshu, nice guy. Um, For some reason, hearing the English spoken in this way made me think like English rules. It's cool to say English <laughs> words. But yeah, it's cool when a cool Japanese guy says it, preferably in or in front of a giant robot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the and the music uh swell. I like their little battle. I like the 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 two guys fighting and showing camaraderie and respect for each other. Well, I mean, the I Japanese guy starts out by punching him in the face. Um, but yeah, I, I was just saying that um, the main hero is like the Japanese guy. And you can tell even then it seems like his government is like setting him up for something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's certainly not as simple and cheesy as like, we're in a tournament. Okay, wait, your turn. Now we fight. And like I said, episode 12 is like more interesting. And there's, you know, there's an emotion I, here. I disagree. I liked it when it was simpler. <laughs> I, I like it when it's just the tournament stuff. Okay. You know. Um, also, in the OP, because 12 definitely explains some of the stuff we see in the opening. Mm-hmm. But in the OP, does his like katana hilt cry onto a photo of his brother? I don't know. Because it's like you see. In the OP, it's just water. I don't know if it's the katana crying. I know it doesn't literally, but like the idea is that we look at like a photo of his brother, of Domon's brother, Kiyoshi, who we haven't really met, but it seems like he's kind of become the big bad guy because mm. he has kidnapped the devil Gundam, which was dubbed in English l- later as a uh, dark Gundam. Mm. We got scared of the wood devil. <laughs> um, it's scary. But he has like a torn photo of him and he's like looking at it in the beginning. And then we also see he has like a sword in the ground. And then water drips off the sword handle onto the photo. And I don't know. I just can't help but think that it's supposed to simulate like crying. I don't know. Maybe rain does that too. Whatever. And so, Whatever. yeah, all of the, the Gundams that these different countries use are, are supposedly ba- based around stereotypes. We didn't see anything too awful. I yeah. don't think. No. Um, certainly nothing worse than like Street Fighter 2 has. Yeah. Um. His master is like generic Chinese martial arts master guy, mm-hmm. I think. Um, mm-hmm. He's wearing traditional uh, Chinese garb. Uh, and his his appearance and his fight, I think, is just like the best. I love that that part mm-hmm. of episode 12. It, yeah. it doesn't, it makes no sense, but it's got that 90s, you know, anime feel to it. He flashes around. He strikes a pose for no reason while the Gundam <laughs> he attacked, while the robot he attacked or whatever just explodes. Um, he t- there's a reason. What was the reason? Because it looks cool. All right. Well, that's a good enough reason. There for you me. go. <laughs> um, so yeah, episode two, I think, just kind of set us up to see like what the stated premise is, which is yeah that Chibidi Crockett from Neo America, uh, and his squad of babes. Yeah. Um, who seem to all have real jobs. They're like, they're not just eye candy. Yeah. I wanted to see more That's of Bunny, right. but we never see, we, because, only see, we only see her in that episode. Well, no, we see her in six as well, but she oh, seems like brainwashed or something, right? Yeah. Oh, she, I thought that was She two. is forced okay. to do whatever weird thing that they have her do. Yeah. Well, Jackie, to, if you're thinking of trick. Rain, we also see Rain no, as no, well, no, no, but no. Bunny, I think is the brainwashed one. Right. But I thought that happened in episode two, not episode six. Yeah, you, mm, you're, well, yeah, yeah, was too. 
You're right. You're right. She does go and say I think like, she's only in episode two. Okay, maybe maybe I'm confusing Rain then because Rain is in mm-hmm. episode six. Yes. Um, and twelve. Yes. Um. Yeah, and in episode two, in there, so they're gonna they're gonna square off at some point. They like go into a ring and Domon punches Chibidi like before any like fight, like the refs before the like a bell rings before the refs yeah, say so- anything. <laughs> he just sucker punches him. So before their like Gundam fight, Chibidi's involved in a boxing match. Oh yeah, against and he sneaks himself into the match. What's that all about? Oh, you're right. You're right. He replaces like the he's fighting this like black guy, who's like the champion of the world or something. Mm. Chibidi is fighting, and uh, Domon knocks him out and replaces him in the fight, and then sucker punches him. Right, as the, like that's his way to intro. Like we're gonna fight in Gundams later, so here I am just punching you in the <laughs> fucking jaw. I've just hijacked. Yeah, this his whole thing match. is like we're gonna fight. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm fighting you to tell you that we're gonna fight. Yeah, I was looking because like the black dude, like it was not the best drawing of a black dude in anime, but not the worst I've ever seen. And I was trying to see if he was like what his name was or or if he represented a country because by this point in time, <laughs> I thought the boxing match was gonna be the Gundam fight. I didn't realize mm. that he was just also a boxer, I guess. Yeah, it was. Yeah, because yeah. it was boxing. And he has like serious. His hair is serious. I don't know why part of it is like pink. That doesn't feel very American. Oh, chickadee. Yeah, I like it. His chickadee. hair is like his. Oh, I wrote I write chickadee in my notes. God damn it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, his hair is like pink and purple. Very nice. Yeah. Um, Their depiction of New York is very like New York, the Big Apple. Yeah, it's got a bunch of neon signs, and it's it's neo New York, right? Or no? Yeah. Or is well, it, no, is no, it, no, no, it's, it's just ruined. New York. It's it is just New, New York. York. Yeah, and it drove me nuts at one point when um they brainwash, whatever it is, where one of them gets fooled. Bunny, there's, there's bunny, bunny gets brainwashed and tells Domo and the Japanese fighter like. Hey, uh, Chickadee wants to meet you. Chibidi, God damn it, Jackie, <laughs> wants to fight you on Broadway. Meet me there at eight. And I was like, where on Broadway? <laughs> Broadway <laughs> is a long street yeah. that spans like a lot of Manhattan. You could, you could be in Soho or you could be like uptown. <laughs> yeah, I mean. It I, looked like Times Square. Yeah. Midtown. I, and I know like this is ruined New York because this this takes place in the future, but also like America, America the world. I think America's the world. <laughs> uh is just like destroyed and ruined and shit so they're th- he's like the japanese gundam guy domon goes there to wait and fight uh and then he's ambushed by who's he ambushed by i don't know i have no idea Some dudes i don't know they're like on chibities like they're they seem to be chibities like handlers yeah they're like uh yeah they're like men in black like three these men with goons. guns yeah yeah yeah, See, that's the part. Th- these are the things I found confusing. Yeah, and we did jump around. Oh, Douglas? Was it Douglas? I don't know. Is that a person? I don't know. I, at some point, somebody says it was Douglas, and I wrote that down in my notes. So maybe it was Douglas. Maybe that's the guy with the the dark uh, the dark mustache. The things that happen in this episode are Domon randomly sucker punches America Man. Yep. Mm-hmm. Domon is ambushed by suit men, and then Domon fights America Man and wins. And his Gundam is inside. No, Domon doesn't win. He does win. I thought. Uh, he, oh, you're he crushes right. Crushes him. You're right. You're right. He does win. He wins in one punch. 
And as he says, oh my God, when getting punched, the saxophone like swells in the background and it feels really good. That's funny. Wait, but I thought, isn't there something where when Domon is like being ambushed by those men in black, there's like a big explosion that happens, right? Because don't we see like America Chibidi like in the boxing, well, in the where they're supposed to fight? Yes. And then he looks over and there's a huge explosion. Yes. What mm-hmm. was that from? I don't know. Was that just from know. Rain when she just like sneaks in like a battleship to shoot at the men in black? Do you guys remember that? I don't know. There's just yeah, like a but huge I don't have boat. Answers. And yeah, okay. Um, See, I like it. Lots of crazy, confusing stuff happens and there's explosions and it's exciting. It was like everybody's I, wild. I had to like not think about it and just go like, cool, these giant robots are fighting, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I like the America guy's robot kind of has boxing gloves. I believe it's yeah. Gundam Maxter, by the way. I think that's its name. Mm-hmm. Also, um, Chibidi. No, not Chibidi. Um, Domon's Gundam is inside Lady Liberty. It's inside the Statue oh, of Liberty yeah. and it breaks it. I didn't and like it that. it destroys it. <laughs> you Why? Shouldn't, you should not destroy the Statue of Liberty. That's not right. <laughs> I don't put like that. Put it somewhere that. else. Don't put it inside the Statue of Liberty. That felt really rude. <laughs> <laughs> How did he get it in there without breaking it? Well, he went in the yeah. tourist entrance, obviously. Okay. You just start the Gundam really small. Yeah. And like he like dried it out and then like as it got into the water because the statue was like submerged, it like expanded, I think. That's yeah. what it was. Oh, um. Anyway, he uses Shining Finger to defeat America. Let's, can we talk about Shining Finger for a minute? Shining Finger! So yeah, in the OP, which features lots of terrible English, including my favorite line, Bright You Now. Mm. Bright, Bright you, now. you now. What is that even supposed to mean? You know what it means. I baby. don't know. You're, you're bright now. Okay. Um. Uh, what he says, shining finger is like his technique, but it seems like what actually happens is his hand, his Gundam's hand, like glows. It's like a burning kind of, not like a beam saber, but it looks like it just does a lot of damage. But it's mm-hmm. called shining finger. I think that's cheap because there are five, or if you want to be really strict, there's four fingers on a hand. Mm-hmm. So is it supposed to be shining fingers? Like he's like going to put his shining, I don't know. It should have been called like the burning hand or burning palm or something. Although burning palm is like a... Bright you now. It, it brights you is what it does. Yeah. Uh, now. It brights you now. Hmm. I don't know. It doesn't have to make sense. Okay. Listen. Would you all nice like Nice guy. Sh- nice guy. That's right. That's all that matters. He's a nice guy. One thing I would like to say very quickly about Chibity is that he has a t-shirt that looks like Steven Universe. Oh. So I don't know. Oh, if he's got the star, right? So I don't know if that's a reference. Yeah, it's a pink shirt with a yellow star. So I don't know if that's a, if like Steven Universe is referencing this or not, but. Just- I think it's a reference to Steven Universe. No. <laughs> I think this is like 20 years before Steven Universe at the very least. Not 20. Eh, almost. Mm. Um, can I tell you all some of the great neo country like fighter names and stuff? Sure. Yeah, sure. Okay. Neo Germany has a character named Schwarzbruder. <laughs> neo Hong oh. Kong not only has Master Asia, who we'll talk about, but Wong Yunfat. Okay. Um, neo Sweden has Alan B. Beardsley. <laughs> okay, that sounds normal. Uh, Neo Cuba has Frank Gastro. No, there's a Cuba. Okay. What? Neo Cuba. Who, who let Cuba fight? Uh, Cuba. 
<laughs> they're in the United Nations, right? I think. No, they're. Uh, Neo Egypt has Dahal Muhammad. Um, as I said, Neo Holland has Rutger Verhoeven. Oh, hey. Neo Kenya has Konta Ndul. Ndul is oh. the, the Geb water stand user in part three. Um, oh. Neo Poland has Chelsea Walesa. And Neo Mongolia has Kill Harn. <laughs> okay oh wait 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 wait. where's italy i gotta find italy italy is Michelo chariot so you know i you know not uh oh <laughs> nothing super offensive but um neo spain has carlos andalusia <laughs> and neo britain has gentle chapman <laughs> that's great yeah gentle chap does he that's even great. fight does he even fight? He's just a gentle Chapman. Uh, I'm interested no. to see what Gundam he highlights. And by the way, Neo Mexico has Chico Rodriguez. Aw. Which is just It's fine. just a name. Just a regular name. Yep. Yeah, Gentle Chapman <laughs> seems pretty cool. And he highlights the... What? what Pilot? Pilots. Did I say pilot? He yeah, is that a word? Mm-hmm. He pilots the <laughs> Britain Gundam and the John Bull Gundam and the Grand Gundam. Okay, none of those are amazing. But yeah, very generic English words. Um, yeah, there's a lot of countries. They got, wow, and there's a Shuffle Alliance. I wonder what that would be. Anyway, so yeah, episode two is pretty by the, I mean, you can tell, yeah, there's some kind of corruption or something happening behind the scenes of, you know, Sean Douglas with his mustache and all those men in black that are trying to, like, steal the fight. It doesn't feel like a Gundam mecha show to me, and that's why I liked it. Because there's not a lot of like fighting around and yeah, Gundams. and yeah. it's also it's not it's not military. It's not groups of people yeah, mm-hmm. fighting it's, together. Yeah, it's individuals. So it it like the the fact that they're in robot suits. That's like that's their power up. You know, like it could be a different kind of show. It doesn't feel like a big robot show, and it also makes more sense to me why they're in the robots. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's not as grim as like other Gundams. Definitely not. Yeah, and it's. If you're a character, I mean, like, not that the other Gundams don't have strong characters, and certainly we have not really given them tons yeah. of time to sink in, but if you're not into military stuff or, I mean, giant robot stuff, well, no, because other, other giant robot shows and other shows in general have, like, a few individual characters that you can get attached to and their personalities shine through. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like Evangelion, you know, came up with that concept or something but that's one thing about it that is a big deal it's like yeah we've made like five evas now like holy shit you know Mm -hmm. each one is super important and distinct and the pilot is linked to them in this super specific way and they're introduced very slowly too what's that they're introduced slowly they're yeah and and you and you see them in their interactions like among each other a lot and before Gundam, because Gundam kind of pioneered the whole military, like, what if this was real technology mm. kind of thing? Things were not, which they call the real robot uh, mm-hmm. subgenre. You could have, like, Gold Lighton or something. I'm sorry for any mecha fans that I'm going to, like, mix shit up or whatever. Um, but, like, some of them were more, like, just giant magical creatures, you know? Mm. I don't I don't know if it's, you know, as linked to, like, kaiju, you know, like, Godzilla, you know, mm. is if it's more like that kind of phenomenon. But it wasn't what Gundam kind of turned it into, which was these are tools of war, you know? It's like being in a fighter jet rather than this is a magical big friend. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. like Iron Giant or whatever. 
So I like Magical Big Friend. Yeah, I like Big Hero both. Six. Yeah, I, I I like it both ways. Um, this show, though, I can't imagine watching fifty episodes of. Um, but I wouldn't watch it. Yeah. I, I would watch more of this show than of the other robot shows. So, if I knew we'll that, that there was a different like crazy Gundam in every episode, then maybe I would just to mm. see what they'd come up with. Yeah. I mean, I want to see, I want to see more racism. I want to see more <laughs> stereotypes. I want to see uh, what like men in later hosen, like yelling <laughs> about their like Arsha when they're piloting Neo German Gundam and like women mm. with giant beer steens, like run up to them in between, you know, mm. matches. Like, that's what I want to see, you know? Okay. <laughs> I want the street fighter. And like, I want all the stereotypes. I, yeah. And I want it to look like, uh, you know, forget about Street Fighter. Let's see some punch out stuff, you know, with Soda Popinski. Mm. And um, <laughs> I forget the name of the Indian guy. I think Tiger's in there. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. You don't know Punch Out, the Nintendo game? Mm, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm picturing something that I don't think is correct. I'm okay. picturing two, maybe are, are they Rock'em Sock'em robots? I think I'm picturing Rock'em Sock'em robots. It functions similarly, but I mean, it's a video game and you hit yeah. A and B to punch left or right. Um, and Mario is the referee. Mm. Anyway. So yeah, anything else to say about episode two? Oh, I have some notes. <laughs> Probably look at <laughs> oh, this. Oh, some notes. I love the sound effects, but yeah, as, as I said, the sound in general is just like this nostalgic yeah. kind of like it's like punchy and loud, but at the same time muffled sounding um in my same nerdy geographic sense i also wrote that they mentioned skid row which is yeah. skid row only in la or do we have skid rows in other cities because I've, I've, I've never, never heard, heard anybody say skid in row york. in new york maybe they maybe maybe there was one in the 90s <laughs> also at one point the Thinking little shop of horrors yes but i don't know where that's supposed to be set um Me neither. Mm. there's i think it is a general term though Okay, okay. I only think of it as that, like, place in L.A. that they just leave alone. Mm. Um, oh, uh, the the uh, the narrator guy who's in every oh, yeah. episode in the beginning has an eye patch, and then when he, like, kind of announces, like, when he kind of is done with that, his eye patch is gone. What's up with that? He's holding it, too. Have you noticed that? Oh, no. So, yeah, it's this guy who's like a Rod Serling if this were the twilight zone who comes out and is like today's episode is going to be about whatever it's almost like they got he, feedback he gives you a little bit of a recap just like I, I it's nice it's like if you if you've if you're only going to see this episode like you can jump right in and he gives you the context yeah mm-hmm. yeah and it's almost like also, someone said I like him yeah i like him too he's good i think he should be in every show oh so if you just like turn on a show and you're like Oh, what's this about? And like, just some guy gives you the context, and you can watch the episode. Yeah, well, they usually yes. do that, but they don't always draw him and show an announcer guy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he has an they eye should, patch though. when he comes out, and then when he's like, "And now let's begin the episode" or something, he's like, he changes clothes, and you can see that he's in his outstretched hands. He's holding his eye patch. Okay. Well, he doesn't change clothes. He rips his jacket and his eye patch off. Okay. Okay. I thought he changed clothes. I want to know his deal. No, he's still wearing his red pants and his white shoes. Wow, you really took notes on this gentleman. I really liked him. On Rod Serling Gundam. 
Perhaps he pilots the Twilight Rod Zone. Serling type of guy. He was, he's like a fight announcer. Yeah, he's not a he's not a Rod Serling. Yeah, but he comes out like sitting with his legs crossed. You know, it's very casual. But he's not serious. Yeah, it's to it's to lull you into like being like, okay, I'm ready to relax with this guy, and then he's like, oh, don't relax. I'm about to amp you up. I don't know how many other shows can you think of where someone is just casually like, hi, here's what you're going to see today. This is what this episode's about. Our setting, our characters. That's a great point. Let me just have it. I'm but sure, by the way, back in the day, vibe. he has it. a very different vibe. This is a very different show. Well, that's why. That's why I don't think he's. I felt relaxed whenever Rod Serling talked. And then amped up. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah! Show these motherfuckers get what's coming to them. <laughs> in a way where I'm like, I don't know if they deserve that, but whatever. Oh yeah, weird shit is about to happen. Woo. Yeah. Uh, Wait, so hold on a second. About about the premise of this show. If you enter the tournament and you win, do you become the leader of the colonies or who becomes leader of the colonies? Like, is one of these little kids going to be, you know, these these young men going to be the, the leader of the colonies if they win? No, I think you just fight for your country. Okay. And then what? There's like the shadow government of your country takes over all the colonies? I mean, I don't think they're a shadow government. Like... Or the government of your company. I'm, I'm your happy they country. didn't delve into the different policies that would be enacted depending on who won. Yeah, because it would. Yeah, be, like what are the what are the what are the policies they're fighting for? <laughs> it would be like even more confusing because it would be impossible to yeah. make sense, and it'd probably be kind of depressing when it's just like, yeah, this country then enslaves all the other countries, and you're like, no. Mm-hmm. Um, I found out the name of the announcer guy. His name is Stalker. Oh, that's scary. Good. I uh, don't get it. But yeah, he's from episode two and on. He's in every episode. Uh, a note of trivia from the Gundam fandom page. As he never interacted with any other characters, it is unknown whether Stalker actually existed in the future century mm. or was an abstract storytelling element. Um, and yeah, he's the only Gundam character with a physical design rather than just an announcer voice. I don't know, Miles. I want to see an anime about that guy. Me too. But he's like, I, I he's don't like care watcher. whether he's real or not. Wow. <laughs> anyway, uh, so then we see, uh, we jump to episode six, um, which is like where we get some of the backstory about Domon Kashu because he gets, um, is he yeah, drunk? This is also a very confusing episode <laughs> it was really confusing and i was i was very sleepy that evening so i don't know if that was just me or not but it seems like we get he he hallucinates i don't know if he's drugged or what but i think yeah he's somehow forced to hallucinate about a time in which his family re- oh, yeah. is revealed to have been his brother is revealed to have been behind the devil gundam which is a big evil gundam i don't know Right. Okay. I'm I'm looking at a summary and I do remember that he drinks uh tea and then passes out. He's at like some old temple right. and this monk who I guess is behind something secretly gives him tea. Um Yeah, I liked all that. And yeah, so he's drugged and he hallucinates and he thinks he's back with his family because yeah, what we learn is that his brother betrayed everyone and stole the Devil Gundam. It's it's some kind of experiment because um um What's her name? Um, Rain? Rain. Rain is like, I can't do this anymore. This experiment is too cruel. And the guy, the old man she's talking to is like, well, think of it as unusual 
uh, punishment. And it's like, isn't that like, <laughs> that's bad. Isn't this cruel and unusual? It's it's cruel. No, 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 no. It's, un- it's just unusual. <laughs> Think of it as not what the Neo-Geneva conventions would allow. Yeah. Like, I, that doesn't make me feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it says here, Rain can't stand the charade and says so to her father. Her father says the test is very important for Domon to be able to continue fighting. Uh, whatever. Yeah, so he hallucinates his real family like he's sitting down to eat with them, even though because he has this photo and he's mentioned earlier in the show that he's looking for his brother, mm. we kind of assume like, okay, he's not really there talking mm. to his brother. I was thinking his brother was dead. Mm. But it seems like his brother has uh, betrayed, I guess, everyone, soul in the devil Gundam, um, what I read from recaps it gets his mom shot his mom dies and his dad oh. is is imprisoned in cryogenic prison I guess cryogenic storage what an expensive punishment cryogenic storage yeah well you know how much would you be willing to spend to avoid uh, having a moral conundrum <laughs> you know because you're but just like we do you think he him. chose that over prison time he was like no just freeze me I don't think that's a choice you get to make. I think that's something the government does to be like, we're getting rid of all the annoying people and future administrations can decide what happens. And then, unfortunately, the movie Demolition Man happens and Wesley Snipes gets free and learns everything from the computers. It's a stupid movie, but I have seen it many times. I don't think I have. It's uh, Sylvester Stallone, (laughs) Wesley Snipes, Mm-hmm. Rob Schneider. Oh, Sandra Bullock. Mm-hmm. Right, Sandra Bullock, the love interest. Uh, and it features a futurized Taco Bell. And apparently, oh. like Taco Bell, the actual company, liked the like mock-up, or I don't know if they provided them the mock-up, but basically their later logo was based on the colors that they used in the movie. Mm-hmm. Somehow. They were like, you know what? Purple and yellow works for us. So it's it's a good combo. Also, Dennis Leary is in there as like an underground person who's not connected to the future bullshit, you know, tightly controlled world. And he goes on like a Dennis Leary style rant about how he wants to eat red meat and stuff. Mm. Um, it's not good. I don't recommend it. Uh, if there's an anime about it, though, I <laughs> recommend that. Okay. So yeah, episode six seems to just kind of be building a backstory. I don't know. The Devil Gundam seems to have crashed on earth like it's from outer space or something it's this was a very boring episode i won't lie i kind of liked how it started i like the dreamy uh i don't know the whatever they're doing to to domon yeah i just feel like i didn't even have context for that but it does what i learned from reading a little bit here is that in episode 12 when we see the uh the death army those are controlled by the devil Gundam, mm. which means his brother. And in that clip that, that Chad sent where we see him, where we see Domon watching like another Gundam regenerate. And he's like, it's regenerating from the, it learned from the devil Gundam with the help of my brother, Kiyoshi. Oh. I couldn't tell when I first watched it, but he, it's supposed to be that he's like pissed off at his brother, Kiyoshi. Mm. The way that that line was delivered, I thought he was pumped about it. Mm. <laughs> he's like, yeah, good job. Yeah, thank fucking God. Um, oh, is it Kyoji, not Kiyoshi? Whatever. None of it matters, right? Nah, it's just someone's name. Also, like, I don't know if he, I think he's one of the government people in Neo Japan, but there's a character named Karato, which just sounds like karate fucked up. 
<laughs> so yeah, episode six was interesting and it does like reveal. I mean, obviously they have 50 episodes. It's not going to be as simple as like, you know, here are the fighters. The fighters have to fight and they must figure out how to overcome their fear and get better mm-hmm. at strategy and stuff. This is part of the whole like behind the scenes plot thing. So in general, G Gundam is, was like, it got a very mixed reception because for diehard Gundam fans. Yeah. Um, it wasn't what they. It was not what they wanted. Yeah. Yeah. And the director of the show had said that his teacher, who is Tomino, the guy who created Gundam originally and directed many of the original series, said like, you know, if you keep trying to copy a copy of a copy, then mm-hmm. you end up, you know, with nothing. It just turns into nothingness. Yeah. Um, At least it's original. So, the, yeah, the director was kind of like, I just did my own thing. And again, what I also read that he doesn't really say is just that, like the toy companies were like, do something simple. Have a guy that recaps everything. <laughs> Make mm-hmm. the toys really, you know, colorful. Um, he said that this is a Gundam that he can be proud of. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's something that's kind of... Um, I don't want to say polarizing. I don't think this was like super polarizing, especially because they just made so many fucking Gundam shows since then. But after this was Gundam Wing, I have to think that in the mid 90s, being a Gundam fan, you must have been like, what is this show now? This was like this interesting political commentary show. And now it's just stupid kids toy shit. People didn't they didn't like Gundam Wing either. I think like the people who like the more serious Gundam do not like Gundam Wing. Mm. That's my impression. I think it's bad. Yeah, Miles, how much Gundam Wing did you see and how does this compare? I watched like three episodes, maybe not even three. I think I watched two episodes and I was like, this is stupid. I liked this a lot better because it takes itself much less seriously. Mm-hmm. That's why I like it. Oh, so you're saying Gundam Wing takes itself seriously, but is like stupid. It takes itself really seriously and all of the characters are like annoying and stupid and stupid okay i like this one because we don't spend too much time on the robots (laughs) and they do other weird interesting stuff with the people yeah this is like just dumb fun that's why i didn't like episode six so much because just like i don't really care just have big loud things happen yeah Mm -hmm. and play the music definitely play play the the music music. what the the one bright spot of episode six was they introduced master asia yeah he's apparently briefly mentioned yeah um but according to this he looks like um lao chan from virtua fighter yeah or maybe that's exactly who i'm thinking of (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to think of the tekken equivalent but it's like i guess xiao yu is the most stereotypical chinese fighter in tekken um but it's that stereotypical chinese vest that has like those big sort of i I don't know if you'd call them buttons but those buckles Mm. and he has like a single braided ponytail uh, and he's really good at martial arts. And um, I want to say that uh, I believe Mr. Jackpots, who uh, submitted this show to us, sent some notes about uh, because, you know, he chose the episodes and then sent some notes knowing like, OK, there's some gaps here. So they write. Uh, so King of Hearts is a martial art ranked that's passed down. It's like a crest. Mm. Um so whoever has whoever is or has the King of Hearts is like the best martial artist in the colonies. And the DG cells who we see in episode 12, those bronze sort of stupid robots uh, can infect you with DG cells. They take over your body and enslave you. Uh, and that's why we see them like as like skulls inside the robot because I guess that was a person who was like enslaved by 
the DG cells, the Devil Gundam cells. I am realizing now that's what DG stands for. Uh, mm-hmm. And so they just like rot you and turn you into uh, nothing. Looks cool as hell. Yeah, they were really metal when the when the skeleton came out. Like yeah. I'm sure it was probably mm-hmm. like a suffering, really fucked up, sad person. But I was like, that's tight as fuck. Yeah, it looks cool. <laughs> that's cool. So episode twelve, Jackie and I watched today. So it's a lot fresher in my mind, but it, I don't remember how it starts. So I guess it's not that fresh in my mind. Is it? <laughs> does it start with them being like, we got to investigate? It looks like Shinjuku's got lights on in one of their buildings or something. <laughs> yeah, something like that. It's just like they have to defend Shinjuku from this army of infected robots, basically. Yeah, they just hear that, yeah, Shinjuku is under attack and they think that it's Devil Gundam. And so Domon goes there uh, to check it out. And while they're there, Domon and his friend Rain are there. Uh, they just see an airplane crash. And this dead guy like gives them some vague messages where he's like, information over there, Gundam. And he gives them a fucking floppy disk. Yeah. He gives them a three and a half inch floppy. And yes, those, you know, holding 1.44 megabytes... I'm sure if you had text and stuff, you could fit a lot in there. Mm-hmm. But my modern brain, knowing how big those floppy disks are, I was like, <laughs> how many fucking secrets are on that thing? Come on. What do you, what do you got on there? You've got like a single JPEG family photo. Yeah, um, this is an alternate reality where they've optimized the hell out of floppy disks. Oh, it's like a zip drive disk. Got it. Floppy yeah. disks could have games on them. I played games off of floppy di- disks. But usually didn't you need like four disks to install one game? No. I played I played games off of floppy disk all right fine simple games i remember i don't know if this is going to be a good story but whatever when we would uh install windows 2000 you'd like go into this dos screen of black and white text and shit and they'd be like put in disk one we're gonna write the first part of the program and you'd put in floppy disk one and then it'd be like done take it out put in disk two and you do that you have to do that with cds too though yeah, but the worst thing is that sometimes it would say like, you know, you're bored while it's doing shit and it's like insert disk three and press enter. And if you fucked up and just hit enter, it would write disk three to disk two and mm. then oh, no. you wouldn't have disk two anymore. You'd have to do the whole thing <gasps> over again. It just really was fucking annoying. They would No, they, they, no they, they, they didn't verify the data. If that's what you're about to ask me, they did not. Wait, they, wait, so you're saying that they would use disk two to write the data as if it were disk three yeah because it had no idea what floppy disk was in the drive it was just mm. telling me as a user like hey take out disk two put in disk three and then hit okay <sighs> and it doesn't and i was just like zoning out and was like okay and it's like now writing <laughs> like no <"Nah!" laughs> so it just overwrote uh disk two yeah it was very stupid it, mm, okay this is before programmers knew how to double check anything <laughs> if you if you hit the power button on your computer it was like fuck you too bad it's off now hmm. like it doesn't matter that you just accidentally hit it with your foot that's true. Anything you were working on is over. And when you turn me back on later, I'm going to go, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be like, oh, you accidentally turned me off wrong before. You shouldn't have done that. Instead, I'm like, hey, what's up? New day. So this dying pilot gives them a disc. And then uh, they get surrounded by these dumbass, uh, those like brown zombie robots, kind of, right? It's not the police looking Gundams, is it? It's the brown no, ones that surround them. It's the brown ones. And then uh, you know, there's this weird thing where Domon is like, when I give you the signal, call our lander or whatever. And then like, as one of them goes to fire its rifle, he's like, now! And they're suddenly on the lander. It really did not feel like enough time for them to actually <laughs> get on board the thing and fly out of there. But whatever. 
Um, <laughs> then like the best part of the whole show happens, which is they're on this thing and they're running away from all the robots on their little speeder. And Rain is like, but look, and one of the DG cell bots is going to shoot them with a rifle. But uh, this masked man who kind of hinted his his existence earlier in the show or earlier in the episode appears and he just like he's like super fast like he darts all over the place and then he's like running alongside the speeder like he's not in his own speeder but he's keeping up and he's on their side and then he's like I just need to borrow this and he grabs the red headband off Domon and then almost like a Lisa Lisa scarf yeah somehow like wraps it around the head of one of the brown mobile suits and just rips its head off with it he keeps whipping around that scarf real fast yeah it's very cool um and but the reason he does it is he's like he doesn't want him to use his gundam he's like we shouldn't use gundams right now but he never explains why i guess it's because we kind of later learn that the these these zombie dg gundams like they all congregate if they detect a threat so maybe that was the problem oh, that's right is that if he started fighting as the Gundam, then more would swoop in. Um, and then he just does, uh, yeah, the, 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 this masked ninja guy does other cool stuff, including that thing where he like kind of teleports all over the screen and you just hear that like high pitched like ching, ching, ching noise. Uh, and then more monsters, more monsters, more of the robots blow up and he strikes a pose for no reason other than it looks cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it does. And we see uh, that he is, uh, you know, this guy who's named Master Asia, which mm-hmm. is weird. I don't know why Japan doesn't consider itself part of Asia. <laughs> um, and it turns out that that is our lead character, Domon's martial arts master. And he like cries when he sees him again. They fist bump. They, yeah, they well, do they, like a fist yeah. bump pose. They do. Yes, that's right. They do this really cool like dance, almost this like yeah. ritual where they kind of, they actually like ora ora each other a little bit. Like they mm. just have like a blaze of fists among them. And then they just like pow, punch each other's fists, mm. which I don't think is like medically uh, smart. And then. Uh, it means they love each other. It means, yeah. It's their way of saying, I love you. Uh, Master Asia explains that he's now fighting for Neo Hong Kong in the tournament um, and he explains that the uh, Devil Gundam destroyed Tokyo with its death army those zombies I keep forgetting the name of um, and so there's a bunch of defenders and that's like the lights on that we saw in the one building in Shinjuku they're kind of trying to protect the survivors of Tokyo and uh <laughs> So he goes back there to introduce them to like the surviving members and one of the guys in a Gundam just is like getting ready to fly away and he's like, hey, what are you doing? And the guy's like, I can't take it. I just can't live here in fear anymore. And he goes to fly away and just immediately is erased by a bunch of lasers from like further out (laughs) in the city, which just really makes me wonder like, why did they give this guy one of the Gundams if he didn't know how to think hard? There's like. They know there's like a sea of lights and all of those lights are the the fucking death army and the guy's just like, I'm going to fly over it. It'll be fine. Like, no, he gets fucked. Um, so they're in this like standoff kind of state, I guess. Um, but then uh, I don't remember, but for some reason they come up with this plan or like they start to get attacked. Like the Gundam, the death army activates and starts charging into the city. And uh, 
Domon goes and starts like chopping them one by one, just doing cool moves and slicing them up. And uh, Master Asia's like, if you fight them one by one, it'll take forever. And then he's like, we got to figure out something else. And then they do some insane. He has he. By the way, he breaks out his uh, his Gundam, which is called the which is called the Kowloon Gundam. I have to think that's some kind of Chinese name. And they do some kind of like crazy combination attack where they yell a bunch of words that then appear vertically on screen and lightning flashes. So you know it's cool. And Master Asia spins his Gundam so fast that he just looks like like a big burrito or something. Where the head <laughs> yeah, of his... It's just gu- his face. Yeah. It's his first face it's his and Gundam's not the face. Gundam's face. <laughs> well, I, I think it starts with the Gundam's face, but then like because he's talking, the show wants to show you. But it's just, it's like his giant face sticking out of this like tornado burrito that then Domon, I guess, like smacks or throws. Yeah. Like, he like bowls him into he, like the bowling um, he pins. La- he launches it. Yeah, and that—that's that, what he. I think he says, "Launch me, Domon." <laughs> and then, yeah, somehow. Oh yeah, this is the, this attack is called the Chokyu Hao Den A Den, um, and somehow cool. that destroys like a fuck ton of them. Even though it's just like a one ball thrown forward, but I don't know. Whatever, it looks really cool, uh, and it's fun. How excited they are! Uh, okay, so Kowloon is a city in Hong Kong. Or part of mm. Hong Kong. Excuse me. And then like one of the uh, Death Army suits shows up in the city. And one of the surviving defense Gundam guys is like, haha, I'm going to shoot him. But like they've established by this point that these robots are like really stupid and they just like, it doesn't make sense, right? Because they like, they're like, they react to violence. They react to hostile action and they'll all swarm us if there's any violence. But then, like, why did they go into the city in the first place? Was it just, like, wandering around? Like, just got lost? And <laughs> Like, who knows? You don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, this guy in, in you know, on their team is like, I'm going to shoot it. And Rain is there. And she's like, do not shoot it. They will react poorly. And he will call all of the other death army. And the guy is just a dumbass and is like, not if I shoot it so fast, it can't call anything. And then he just like Stupid. shoots it in its like leg or its side and it makes this horrible noise. And, uh, you know, Master Asia and Domon had a plan to get rid of all of the fucking, you know, DG Death Army fuckers. But instead, now they're all coming back to the city. And uh, I forget what happened after that. But they just they just kill them all. Do they? I know that Domon uses his shining finger yes. to destroy the one that was making the 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 noise that calls them all. Um, oh right, and and it stops calling them all. Right, and Master Asia does somehow get the rest of them to go into the ocean like a bunch of dumbasses. This is when we see one of the Death Army robots open up, and that and that like metal skeleton. Yeah, with like wires coming out of its eyes or whatever. Yeah, he looks really fucked up oh yeah and then master asia does a move and like just lights it on fire (laughs) from far away Uh he just like throws energy at it it's uh i feel really bad for whoever that was and then you know because we jumped six episodes ahead domon says oh yeah that was just like dahal and sayet and they show two like other characters and one of them is a mummy yeah right one of them is just like a person covered in bandages oh and that was dahal muhammad who i mentioned earlier oh really it's the neo egypt 
Okay, yeah, I was assuming it was somebody from a previous episode that we didn't see because we're jumping around. According to the wiki, Dahal's mummified corpse was resurrected by the Devil Gundam and given the power of self-regeneration. What episode does he appear in? Um, episode 10. Okay. Yeah. So that makes sense because I saw the mummy and was like, there's no way that's like the Egyptian Gundam, <laughs> right? No, it is. It is. <laughs> and Sayette, Sayette, Sayette Gizel is from Neo-Turkey. I don't know if Sayet Guzel is a stereotypical name or anything, but I've been there. Yeah. Well, there's a note yeah. here, probably from a Turkish Gundam fan, that says the correct spelling of Sayet Guzel's name in Turkish would would something like Sayet Guzel. So they just, hmm. I don't know. Again, if they're gonna say bright you now and shining finger, I don't think they really are gonna get too many language conventions correct outside of Japanese. Um, yeah. And then they realize that like the devil Gundam must be nearby and the episode sort of ends on a cliffhanger, I guess. Yeah. And that's it. That's all we saw of the Gundam or G Gundam. The only other thing I would say about 12 is that the scene where they're like plotting out their big plan for luring the robots into the water was very like that scene in Star Wars where they're like the Death Star has one weakness, <laughs> except it was Master Asia instead of some random general yeah it's it's interesting that you bring that up because when i was doing more research on gundam today to talk about this again it was mentioned in one or two places that the impact gundam has had on like japanese culture is uh, compared to star wars in america like the whole series yeah as a whole Mm. um and it is like an insane like half billion dollar franchise Mm. for namco bandai who now owns all of it um so yeah it's it's like one of those things where i'm definitely not going to go back and watch all of the gundams or something um but it is fun reading about all the different ones and hearing people's different takes on it and uh i probably should have looked into this more to be able to speak on it but i was listening to a podcast that happened to be talking about gundam recently i guess it's some anniversary and they were saying that uh, jackie i was telling you this that similar to like star trek in the united states that apparently female fans helped resurrect Gundam. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that they were like, we want something like G Gundam or whatever, but apparently like fandom for the male like protagonists of the original Gundam, like those fans really petitioned to get Gundam back. Um, and that was a lot of like just female anime fans. Um, but I have not done any research of that my own so if i look this up later and it's not true i'll erase it from the podcast and no one will know (laughs) easy um but if it's true thanks ladies here we go okay so from a 1998 interview from tomino who's the original uh gundam creator what i want modern day gundam fans to understand is that gundam wasn't nurtured by the pla model enthusiasts that means like plastic model all the toys and Mm. stuff It was young women who first came to the After Recording Studio, and Gundam is a work that began with their support. And it was a work that had... What? What, Who wrote this? And it was a work that had no connection to the popularity of the plastic models. Um, So I think the most important thing is creating a work that will attract those kind of girls to it again. I don't think movies as an entertainment industry can succeed without touching on that kind of fundamental portion. Uh, the The very first fans of the original Gundam were young women, um, with both Gundam and Rydeen, 90% of the first fans were girls. Whoa. 
among a gathering of a thousand fans, about a hundred were boys. Um, so it seems like, yeah, the early fans were female. And then I guess once they like capitalized on the toy aspect and made mm-hmm. all the toys and probably marketed, marketed it more to boys. Yeah. Maybe then there was a huge shift. Um, but I'm sure they've always, you know, kept hot, hot men, hot dudes, hot boys in the, in the pilot seats. <laughs> um, all right. All kinds of hot people. Yeah. There's something for everyone, perhaps. Maybe. Uh, final thoughts? I guess Dumb was kind of hot. Okay. <laughs> I like, uh, I thought the, the rotting skeleton with wires was really sexy. <laughs> I really like that. Yeah, I liked the campiness of this. It, it like I like it feels like a much older anime than 1994. Yeah. Um I like the wacky character designs. Um and I just like don't ca- like I maybe like all of Gundam, I don't understand what's happening in the background. Yeah. Um but it was cool. Mm, this was more it's like a more fun Gundam a Fundum a Fundum this is more my this is more my thing than the other Gundams but I probably still wouldn't watch all of it it's hard to watch all of it if anyone has like other episodes that are fun to watch um, (laughs) or can figure out hey here's the most racist G Gundam episode why do you want to watch that Mark that's what you want I just that's what I don't want to watch because I like to laugh at how stupid people are you know what I mean (laughs) just like just I love to laugh at the bad decision of just like a room of writers that were like yeah this is totally fine and normal what's the most stereotypical thing we can think of now let's exaggerate it some more and we got it yeah and I don't literally mean racist I just mean like stereotypical of a country yeah so it's certainly I don't know how big a role it plays or if it's just like a one shot thing but the idea of them being like what do we know about Holland and one guy's like windmills and then they just started drawing uh, yeah. is is a well, pretty for Egypt, funny. They just made it a mummy. So yeah, that's, that's not fun. good. <laughs> not great. Um, yeah. All right. Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, if you want us to watch uh, another series from a long beloved franchise that we have never touched upon, I don't think there's anything quite on the same scale as Gundam. But you can support us on Patreon by going to Patreon.com/slash/JJBPod. Follow us on Twitter. We are also jjb pod there uh and if you want to write to us any thoughts our address is jojo's bizarre pod at gmail.com and something i haven't mentioned in a minute is our itunes review we did get a uh itunes review in the last few weeks that was very nice but uh you know it still says we have 97 ratings and like you want 100 i think 100 is better yeah. The 97. Let's get that hundo. If you're listening and you haven't rated us on iTunes yet, you should think about rating us. You should think about it. Yeah. Take a second. And then, uh, you know, just like leave a, uh, a a review, you know, you don't have to write anything in there. You can just write great, good. Good stuff. Like it. Good podcast. Um, Someone in a recent review was like, it's great. I just wish they would talk about more popular shows. And then the next week we watched Attack on Titan. Hmm. So there you go. And now we Ever watched heard of it. Now we watched the hottest, most recent Gundam, 1994's <laughs> G Gundam. Yeah. Uh, all right, everyone. Have a great week. We will talk to you Bye. next time. Oh, yeah. Should I talk about what we're going to watch next week? What are we watching next week, Mark? Well, I'm so glad you asked because I have the notes open already. And what oh, we're cool. going to watch 
We are going to watch and record an episode about if my favorite pop idol made it to Budokan, I would die. Okay. Episodes one to three. It is apparently on Funimation. Okay. Sounds like fun. Yay. All right. Pop idols. Yeah. Bye. 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 Send